Hey everyone, Joe here for Impact Video Ministries, here with our first podcast ever. This one is simple, it's a repost from our Impact Workshops. In this episode, we'll be going over how to study your Bible on a beginner level. Miles goes through some really interesting tips and covers a lot of ground in the next 20 minutes, so I hope you enjoy and maybe learn a thing or two. For those of you who are new, we have a visual element to these podcasts as well on our YouTube channel, along with a lot of videos that are just too short to make it in podcast form. So I'd encourage you to visit our YouTube page, just search for Impact Video Ministries and explore. With that, let's get started with the workshop. God bless. Is reading the Bible something you want to do more regularly? Is it something you want to improve on? In the past, many people have verbalized their guilt to me. I haven't been reading the way I should, or it's really hard to read. I believe that one reason why it can be difficult at times is because we can read incorrectly. Sometimes we'll reread a single sentence over and over again because we can't focus, or we read an entire chapter, but we have no idea what we read. So, in an effort to encourage Christians to read their Bibles, we are beginning a three-part series, a class where we cover the topic, how to read the Bible. Part one will cover the beginner level, part two will cover the intermediate level, and part three will cover the advanced level. In this video, we will address the beginner level, and in it, we will provide an assessment that will tell you if you belong at this level. We will address materials needed, how much time that you'll need to set aside each time that you read, different starting points that you can start in when reading the Bible, how much you should read each sitting, what to do and what steps you need to take while you read, how to know when you're done reading, some helpful tips to keep in mind as you read, and then list some goals that I suggest for those who desire to go to the immediate level. So first, the assessment. How do you know if you're at the beginner level? You would be a beginner if you don't really have experience reading the Bible on your own. Most of your Bible knowledge probably comes from your pastor or the Bible studies you attend, but reading the Bible by yourself is probably pretty foreign to you. You would also be considered a beginner if you're not sure what to do, if no one ever taught you, if you're generally confused after you read, or if you don't know where to start. To begin, you need some materials. You'll need a Bible, a quiet place, and a pencil. Regarding the Bible, there are multiple translations, and for the beginner level, I would suggest either the NIV or the NLT. These translations are easy to understand, and for now, that's all you need to know. They're great translations, and I highly recommend them. It would also be advantageous for you to use a Bible that you're willing to write in. I would recommend that you purchase a Bible that has some margins so you can underline, circle, and take notes in the pages. After you have your Bible, designate a place where you can read. Maybe at your desk, dining table, in your car, or somewhere in the backyard. This place should be devoid of distraction. So choose a place and time that is quiet and leave your phone somewhere else. As a side note, while having an electronic version of the Bible is incredibly beneficial at times, at the beginner level, I suggest using a hard copy of the Bible. So with this Bible, have a pencil on hand, not a pen, you may need to erase. Next, how much time should you spend reading? For the beginner level of reading the Bible, you should expect to spend 5 to 15 minutes at a time. Now some of you may have attention issues, and that's okay. Think of reading the Bible like exercising. For people not accustomed to working out, a regular workout routine of someone who always goes to the gym would be daunting and overwhelming for them. So if you're not used to reading the Bible, don't give yourself huge goals just yet. Your goal for now is to give God your undivided attention for five full minutes. Will it be tough at times? 
Yeah, but to read the Bible will take sacrifice. Jesus states in Matthew 10, 38 to 39, and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. If you find it difficult to read, pray for reading endurance. Learn to read, practice it, make it a habit, and regardless of your reading level now, God will bless you with the strength to read more and for longer periods of time. All right, so we have your materials and you know how much time it'll take. Now you need a starting point, so where should you begin? Quick lesson of the Bible. If you have your Bible on hand, turn to the table of contents and get ready to take some notes. Once you've turned there, you will see the Old Testament and the New Testament clearly labeled, and you should know how each section is categorized. The first five books of the Old Testament are known as the Law. That's Genesis to Deuteronomy. Mark your Bible right now and label those books the Law. It's called the law because these books were written by Moses and they contain the laws and the commands given to him by God. Next, label the books from Joshua to Esther, the historical books. These contain the history of Israel and how they became a nation and it includes how they flourished and fell. Next, label Job to Song of Solomon, poetry and wisdom books. Song of Solomon can also be the Song of Songs in some translations. The literature in these books sound flowery, more poetic, and they emphasize wisdom and knowledge for life. After the wisdom books, label Isaiah to Daniel, major prophets, and then label Hosea to Malachi as the minor prophets. The major prophet books are bigger in length, thus they're called the major prophets. Note that a prophet is someone who speaks on behalf of God, so all these people are all God's spokespersons. Next we have the New Testament. Label Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John the Gospels. These four books are all biographies about Jesus' life, written from the perspective of these four individuals. After the Gospels is the Book of Acts, which is a standalone book. Label it Historical Book. This book is the one historical account of the church and its history of how it began and how it grew. Label Romans to Philemon, Paul's letters. Paul was a man greatly used by God, and he wrote all of these letters, either addressed to churches or individuals. Next, label Hebrews to Jude, general letters. These are all letters, not written by Paul. Instead, they were written by James, Peter, John, and Jude. Note that the authorship of Hebrews is unknown, and while many people do think that Paul wrote it, it's a debated topic. So draw your own conclusion later. For now, put it under the general letters. All you need to know is that God is the one who wrote it. And finally, label Revelation as prophecy book. This book covers the divine revelation given to John from Jesus himself. This revelation is in regards to the future and focuses on the events leading up to the second coming of Christ and what will happen after that. Okay, now that you know how the Bible is organized, for your starting point, begin with one of these sections. If you're completely new, I suggest choosing one of the Gospels. After reading one of the Gospels, I would then have you read all of Paul's letters and the general letters. As you finish the letters, bit by bit, go back and read another Gospel, and keep on doing this until you've read the entire New Testament. Once you've read an entire book, every verse of every chapter, go to the table of contents and X or check off the book. You eventually want to check off every book of the Bible. For the beginner, once you've read the entire New Testament, 
journey to the Old Testament and begin reading the law. If you're more advanced than this and have already read some books of the Bible, go to the table of contents and check off all the books you know you've read for sure, and then read one that you haven't read. Do this until you can confidently say that you've read the entire New Testament, and then jump into the Old Testament. If you've already read the entire Bible already, consider watching the intermediate and advanced level reading. So once you pick a book that you're going to start in, the next thing to cover would be how much you should read. And at this level, I would suggest that you either read one or two chapters per sitting. You could read more, but sometimes it's good to read and then to think about what you read and then to reread what you read. When it comes to reading the Bible, quantity does not always equal quality. So when you read, learn to focus, get your mind right. Yes, make it your resolve to read through the entire Bible, but don't rush to the point where you can't retain its truths. Take your time. There's a lot of chapters in the Bible, so you want to build endurance. If you decide to read more than one chapter a sitting, you can be planted in two different sections. You could read one chapter in a gospel and one chapter in Paul's letters, or one chapter in the general letters and one chapter in the law. So you get to choose, have fun with it. And please know that I don't know what level you're at or what your learning style is. So if you just wanna read one chapter, that's completely fine. If you wanna read two or even three or four chapters, you choose what you think is best. And you can also try changing things up. Try reading one chapter a day for one week, and if that's manageable, try two chapters a day the next week. Also, you may find that some books are more difficult to get through than others. So maybe you do one chapter a day on difficult books. Again, it's up to you. Next, we have the meat of the lesson. What do you do when you read? There are two specific steps that you must learn, understand, and keep at the forefront of your mind as you read. Also, bear in mind that I'll add to these steps in the intermediate and advanced levels. For now, learn these two steps, the observation step and the application step. In the observation step, you ask yourself, what do I see? And in the application step, you ask yourself, how can I apply this to my life? Let's go into detail about the observation step. This step asks, what do I see? As you read, you should attempt to see two things. You should see the setting and specific words. Here are some acronyms to help you remember what you should be looking for. For setting, you should remember the five W's, which actually isn't an acronym, sorry. And for specific words, you should remember tact. The five W's are who, what, where, when, and why. As you read, you should pay attention to the characters, the who, to what actions the characters are taking or what's happening, the what. You should be paying attention to the locations mentioned, the where. You should look to see the time of day or any time expressions, the when. And you should look for the why. Or in other words, you should ask yourself, why was this passage recorded? Or you should be looking for a purpose. You won't always be able to answer all of these questions as you read. These are all just things you should be looking for whenever you read. Next, you have tact. T-A-C-T, which stands for terms, adjectives or adverbs, connectives, and tenses of verbs. A term is a word that serves as a subject. Some examples of terms would be love, hope, joy, servant, or fruit. They tend to be nouns, and nouns are persons, places, or things. Next, you have adjectives or adverbs. Adjectives or adverbs are descriptive words. Examples, eternal life. The descriptive word here is eternal. Loving father, descriptive word here, 
loving. Incredibly long YouTube video. Descriptive words, incredibly long. Get up quickly. Describing word, quickly. Adjectives normally describe a noun, and adverbs are normally attached to a verb and end in ly. Gently, slowly, seriously. As you read, pay close attention to the describing words. For example, Jesus wasn't just a son, he was the only begotten son. And he doesn't just offer us life, but eternal life. The C stands for connectives. These are words that connect other words together. When you read these kinds of words, they force you to look at the words around them. Examples, and, therefore, because, then, afterwards, but, for, however, or if. Again, these words cannot stand alone. The word and connects two words together, grace and mercy. Therefore, because, and for, tell us something in response to what was previously said. What and however changes the direction of the sentence. And if is a conditional word. If you do this, this will be the result. Pay attention to words that connect other words. Finally, you have the last T, which is tenses of verbs. We have past, present, and future tense. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. That's a past tense. That whosoever believes in him, that's a future tense. Verbs are action words. So pay attention to the tense of these verbs. Are they past, present, or future? For the beginner level, that's all I'm going to cover for the observation step. There's more, but for now, as you read, think to yourself, what do I see? The two things to look for are setting and the specific words that are being used. For setting, think five W's. Who, what, where, when, why. Who are the characters? What actions are taking place? Where is this taking place? When is this taking place? And why is this taking place? For specific words, think tact. What are the terms, adjectives, adverbs, connectives, and tenses of verbs? What's the subject? What's being described? Are these words connected in any way? And what are the tenses? Now, if you've never read like this before, please note that this can feel overwhelming at first. It's kind of like driving a car for the first time. You think of all the steps individually. Put your foot on the brake, put on your seatbelt, adjust your mirror, start the car, check your mirror, check your other mirror, put the car in reverse, ease off the brake. You get it. It can be a lot. But over time, pretty soon you don't think of all the steps individually. You just do it. And the same is true when you read the Bible. You may have to look at these steps over and over again, but over time, you will develop an eye for terms, adjectives, connectives, and tenses. You won't look for them. They'll just pop out at you. So develop your reading and get to the place where you automatically make these observations. After the observation step, you have the application step, which asks the question, how do I apply this passage to my life? Luke 11:28 in the NLT reads, Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. You see, it's not enough to make observations. To read correctly is not only an exercise of the mind to see, but also an exercise of the heart to obey what God's word says. Note that finding a practical life application in a chapter may be easier in some books and harder in others. And the reason for this is because there are multiple ways to apply a single passage. The answer to finding applications is time and practice. As the days go by and as you read, ask yourself, how can I apply this to my life? In an effort to help you more, here is another acronym, SPECTRUM. The S in SPECTRUM asks the question, is there a sin to avoid? 
look at a passage and ask yourself, is there a sin that's mentioned that you should make it a point to avoid? The P asked the question, is there a promise to hold on to? In the Bible, there are many promises, and one application is to hold on to that promise as a source of hope. The E asks the question, is there an example to follow? There's a lot of characters in the Bible, and as you read, you may want to look at someone who's a great example to follow, and it'd be wise to imitate what they do. C asks the question, is there a command to obey? As you read through the different books of the Bible, you'll find that God makes a lot of different commands. Be holy as I am holy. Be anxious for nothing. Love your enemies. Don't quench the spirit. There are many explicit commands, and we as Christians would be wise to take note of them and obey them. The T asks, is there a truth to know? You see, there are many truths that we ought to take heart. Pay attention to John 10, 11. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. One application of this passage is owning the truth that Jesus is a good shepherd, meaning that he's a leader. But he doesn't just lead in this passage, he also gives his life for the sheep. So for me, as a follower of Jesus, I can grasp the truth that Jesus is responsible for leading me and for taking care of me. This one truth can alleviate a lot of worry, and it's a solid application of scripture. The R asks the question, is there room for repentance in my life? We aren't perfect people, and as we read, we may see that we're doing something wrong. And if we're practicing sin, then we need to change. We need to turn and repent from that sin. The you asks, is there an upside to embrace? You see, the Bible has many things for us to be joyful of. We have an all-powerful, all-knowing God who is completely holy, loving, and just. And we as his followers have access to his depth of joy, immeasurable love, and the hope of a future with God himself. And we as Christians can look at these reasons for joy and be, eh, as we go to work. So try to smile, my friends. If you are not a joyous Christian, then you must consider Galatians 5.22, for a fruit of the Spirit is not only love, but joy. Lastly, the M asks, is there a moment of thanksgiving? This connects with the U and focuses more on gratitude. The U says, look at what I have in Jesus. The M says, thank you so much for what I have in Jesus. So as you read, ask yourself, if there's anything you should be thankful for. To review, as you read and observe, remember to ask yourself, how can I apply this to my life? And asking these questions may help you find more applications. Is there a sin to avoid? Is there a promise to hold on to? Is there an example to follow? Is there a command to obey? Is there a truth to know? Is there room for repentance? Is there an upside to embrace? And is there a moment of thanksgiving? Now again, if you feel overwhelmed, don't worry. This is a process that you must take your time in and master. Once you read through some books of the Bible, pretty soon you won't need to think of these questions. Instead, you'll think, oh wow, there's a command. Oh look, there's a promise. David did that, I should do that too. Again, as you read the Bible, you have two main jobs, observe and apply. What do you see and how can you apply it to your life? All right, so we covered what to do when you read. Now we're going to cover how you know when you're done. When you read, you should have an end goal in mind. So here's a to-do list that I would suggest you accomplish every time you sit down and read your Bible. One, you should have read at least one chapter. Two, you should have reread that one chapter. Three, you should understand parts of that chapter. Note, you don't need to understand everything that you read. In fact, if you read a passage and you have no idea what's going on, 
Read slowly and focus on what you do understand. It's common when you read the Bible to ask, what in the world did I just read? But don't get frustrated. Focus on the parts that you do understand. We will address what to do when you don't understand something in the intermediate level. But for now, place greater attention on what you do understand. And four, you should be able to recall from memory one verse and its application. How do you know you've done this? Close your Bible and see if you can paraphrase one verse and an application of that verse. Try to remember what you read throughout the day. So if you read your Bible in the morning, try to recall what you read during lunch or dinner. Learn to exercise your powers of recollection. If you for some reason finish all four of these steps in less than five minutes, continue to reread that chapter or look for more applications. Learn to take things slowly. Sometimes effective learning cannot be rushed. To conclude, I will leave you some helpful tips for you to bear in mind as you read. Tip number one, an important key to reading the Bible is to remember your motivation for reading. And your motivation for reading must be tethered by two things, love and discipline. We should read the Bible because we love God and we wanna learn more about him. And love looks like discipline and true love looks like hard work. So there will be times when we won't feel like reading, but we need to force ourselves. We need to carry our cross, deny our flesh, and follow Jesus. You see, God's word is our weapon, so we can't be caught without it. But remember, our discipline must focus on our love for God. Discipline and genuine love results in spiritual strength, but discipline without love turns into repetitive and lifeless obligation. This will take time to exercise, so as you read, be patient, grow in love, and grow in discipline. You need both to follow Christ. Tip number two, play your strengths. If you're an audio learner, or you learn better by hearing, try listening to an audio recording of the Bible. The Bible Gateway app has free audio versions, so if you easily get distracted, you can follow along as the app reads the text to you. Also, try reading at a time when you're most alert. Some of you might read better in the morning or at night. Some of you might have more energy after workout. Some of you enjoy coffee or tea, or you may have some free time during lunch. Be creative and make time in your schedule regardless of how busy you are. I would also make the suggestion though that the earlier, the better. Life has some crazy demands, but there will always be busy days, and a lesson in the Bible may actually provide some very useful knowledge that may guide you amidst to your busyness. So try not to put off your reading. Find a time, plan the time, and then make it happen. Sometimes you just gotta do it. Tip number three, read every day. Just because it's Sunday and you go to church, don't skip your personal reading. Learn to read every day. Build this habit and it will be a source of strength and life for you. This lesson is worth repeating. God's word is a weapon and your connection to God. You need it every day. Tip number four, pray before you read, while you read, and after you read. They don't need to be elaborate prayers. They can be as simple as, Lord, please help me to read. I really don't want to. Or, God, I don't understand this passage. How do I apply this? Or Jesus, please help me to love my enemies. I can't stand this person at work. Help me to love them. Amen. So again, pray before, during, and after. Tip number five, ask for help if you need it. If you need additional help, or if you really need help understanding a passage, 
Don't be afraid to ask for help. Talk to a pastor, a Bible teacher, an elder at church, a missionary, or someone who's been a Christian a long time. Reach out, ask questions, and get help. You could also leave your comments here and we'll do our best to get to them, but I highly suggest that you talk to someone in person. We will also address how to understand a difficult passage in our intermediate level video. To close, I will provide some recommended goals regarding your reading of the Bible. I would recommend that you master the steps mentioned in this video before proceeding to the intermediate level. Some goals I would give to someone before advancing them are one, read one of the Gospels in its entirety, two, read all of the New Testament letters from Romans to Jude, and three, read the first two books of the law, Genesis and Exodus, every chapter, every verse. If you read all these books while trying to apply the observation and application steps covered in this video, I believe you would be more than ready to proceed to the intermediate level. But again, that's a suggestion. If you want more, I won't stop you. So there you have it. How to read the Bible, the beginner level. Master this level of reading and God will speak to you, bless you, correct you, and encourage you. Learn to enjoy your reading, build the habit, and soon you will have a wealth of knowledge and depth of love that's more valuable than any amount of money. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So have fun guys and work hard. May God bless you as you dive into his word and in your learning, never forget this important truth. Jesus loves you.